You have one new voicemail message. Message received today at 12.01 p.m. Yo, I'm Peg. Sorry I missed your call, yo. I was just out doing some things. But look, I know you asked about, you know, what we want to remember. And I, I heard some other voicemails on the, on the season. But listen, I think that when you look at what you want to remember, you get lost in the sauce, you know. And I think it always ends how you start. So instead of that, I want to flip it on its head a little bit. All right, listen, listen, listen. What about what you need to remember? Because, I mean, look, to move forward, we always focus on the wants. But dang, the things that we need to remember, we just push them to the side sometimes, huh? Fucking Floyd or somebody. This article comes from Stuff, and it was published on September 2019. Headline states, Give life a chance. Vegan activists block meat fridge in protest at Hamilton supermarket. Tagline states, This was the second time vegan activists demonstrated in Countdown's meat section. First comment comes from Mark. Please ask them to come back to New York Glenview on Friday between 5pm and 6pm. I would love to meet them. And just before we go in, uh, for full disclosure, I am a vegetarian, so that also means that I am a better human than Kai. <laughs> just thought that I needed to get that out there nice and early, just so people know the perspectives that we are coming from. Hi guys, I'm Kai and I eat flesh. Love to, <laughs> love to meet y'all. Uh, Mark's comment is weirdly violent. Yeah. Like, what is he going to do? Pull out the nine when he gets there? I don't like Death threats over Facebook comments? I mean... People have argued over less. That's true. And this is something that we see on the internet a lot, right? People just threaten others publicly. Like, imagine if, like, the next day there was, like, a violent assault at, like, New World Glenview. Is it? Like, are you really going to give up? Yeah, I just... You're just giving away your whole schedule, first of all. People, yeah. Why are you going to supermarket shopping 5 p.m. and 6 that's p.m.? A, that's a post-work type time. And yeah. no one likes going to the supermarket between 5 and 6. That's, that's true, actually. so busy. You're probably going to get violent, right? Exactly. Mm. Next comment comes from Brad. Dare them to do it at Kai Tire Pack and Save. The locals will have them for dinner, lol. No one gets between me and a good, juicy steak. All right, I got to step aside. Um, this is... Yeah, this is, this is your thing. This is your place. You on the map, bro. Kai Tire on the map. Here we are. 0410, 0408. Step up. It's hype, bro. I love to see it. I love to see it. Shout out, Brad, because we all know who you are, bro. <laughs> Um, look, here's another threat. This this one's not so empty. Um, New Zealanders <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, bro, this is your place. This is what you represent. I like how I said it's not so empty because I've seen fights at Packet Save and over over less. Absolutely, I've seen a fight near the cheese section. Nobody knows what it was over, and every everybody in Qatar knows exactly what I'm talking about. We all know that Facebook video. Damn. Yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah. Did the rounds? Yeah, it did the rounds. Yeah. However, let's not talk about more fights at Qatar Pack and Save because it is a great town. Um, this thread isn't exactly so empty. Uh, New Zealanders love a good juicy steak. They do. We know that. In fact, steak, egg, and chips was mistaken for our national dish in the 70s and 80s because it's practically the only thing that we ate. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if you remember the Kiwi Burger episode oh, I that we did. Worry. I mean, We like, did. You did. Wow. Hey, you know what? It's a team effort. Um, but the Kiwi Burger is literally that. Like a lot of beef, a lot of egg, beetroot. 
all these sorts of things that just came from New Zealand farms just slapped into one burger. Yeah. And I think Brad is unknowingly speaking on behalf of a lot of Kiwis whose steak is a central part to their diet and arguably their family structure, right? Did you, so when you first moved to Kaitaia, mm. do you have any experiences with just understanding how seminal meat is as part of New Zealand's culture? I mean, it was the first time I ever saw a butcher shop, but even better, the first two weeks that we were there, me and my dad walked into the pack and save, yeah. which is now the old pack and save, and outside it was a $20 meat raffle. And my dad started cracking up because <laughs> a meat raffle just sounds weird. Yeah. But like, yeah, you it was a fundraiser for a rugby trip and you could win a whole mutton. And my dad called the whole family back home and be like, yo, we just entered this and meat the raffle. Like, you should see this. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the phone out. Like, yeah. It's a whole mutton for some. <laughs> it is wild. Like, I remember when I first went to Auckland Uni mm. and I learned that there was a meat club and I was like what <laughs> but look shout out to them they held sausage sizzles I think you could get a if you bought a t-shirt and sign up to the membership you could cut to the front of the queue like they they were killing it look man I'm a meat eater I am not buying a t-shirt that says <laughs> I'm a part of the meat club it's not happening next comment comes from Katie and please note this is a couple's account the classic Katie and ETC I'm a vegetarian, gang, gang, gang. But I think this is just wrong. Everyone entitled to their own beliefs and no one else has the right to impose their beliefs onto another. There's something funny there, bro? Yeah, just, just talking about Katie's nah, comments. Nah, nah, you know what, bro? Get it off, bro. It's anyway, you. It's all you. <laughs> anyway, look, while I vibe with you, Katie, obviously the vegetarian, we, I see you. This is both a yes and a no. I mean, from the second you're born, other people's views are impressed on us. I don't want to get too philosophical, but I mean, capitalism is a system we live under. That is a view that is impressed on us from the second we're born. It's inescapable. Mm. People's views on whether it's moral or ethical to just randomly punch someone. That is someone's view that is impressed on you. So people do impose their beliefs on you. You're then talking about a specific view as it comes to whether you eat meat or not, but it happens all the time. Absolutely. And what Tabby's just broken down there is what, if anybody uses this word social contract, that's exactly what Tabby's just broken down for you. Something that, you know what, you're born into and you have this contract that you are not allowed to get out of. You, you don't sign, but nope. it's just you, you have no option but to agree to it. Otherwise, you may end up being chucked aside in society. Exactly. And while this article focuses on a very odd way to protest that, we do admit that, it does voice their frustrations at consumers for not considering the earth. So much so they've confronted people at the supermarket to think before they buy. Now, yeah. if you're thinking that this is a little bit off, it's not too different from the packs of cigarettes with like horrendous images on the front, right? 100%. Next comment comes from Filner. Animal agriculture is poisoning our air and water, is the major cause of deforestation and species loss, not to mention animal suffering. But hey, we would rather die than give it up because it tastes so good and there are no alternatives. Uh, I mean, there literally are meat alternatives. You also don't need to eat meat in your diet. But mm -hmm. anyway, look, for the rest of the comment, look, Filner isn't incorrect. Yeah. But that's also a large encompassing statement that we're going to have to break down a bit. Look. Animal agriculture isn't the only thing poisoning our water and air. And I yep. say poisoning in air quotes. There's coal, other non-renewable energy, petrol transport, and I could go on and on. But look, animal agriculture 
does bear some responsibility and does do some degrading to the environment. Correct, you're correct. And I think that before we go any further as well, it can be sustainable to farm and definitely was in the past. Absolutely. However, due to things like mass consumption, population growth, we've needed to produce meat and other items above the means of it being sustainable. So can we not blame the farmers for one I second? Mean. We're all a part of this. It's our meat consumption that makes this issue so hard to rectify. Well, when you say we're all part of this, um, shout out vegetarian gang. Um, next oh article. My God. <laughs> published in News Hub on May 2019. Headline states... Students throughout New Zealand hit the streets marching for climate change. Tagline states, we love our planet far more than we hate detention. Just a quick shout out. That's a, that's, that's a great That's tagline. beautiful. Little, mm. First comment comes from Doug. You can start by not drinking bottled water. Duh. You know what, Doug? I reckon, my brother. Water is actually marketed to us against our will. You see, that's why they say we need water. Have you ever seen where the water comes from, my brother? Now you see, what we are not seeing is the chemicals and minerals that are slipping into this water. They are forcing us to drink it. My brother, we need to... People think about Big Pharma, bro. Have you heard of Big Water? Have you heard of Big Water? Read the tea leaves, my brother. It's there. It's all there. Look, okay, aside from all the jokes, and believe me, we could go on. <laughs> Doug is pushing the point that plastic is destroying the environment and we should stop buying the plastic bottles. And look, I get it. Even though they're reasonable to a point, they still do hurt the environment. I mean, Kai, mm. how many plastic pump bottles in university lectures oh. do you think you've lost? In university lectures alone, hundreds. Hundreds. <laughs> and just going to like sports events, like, oh, let me just pick up a pump water bottle on the way. Lost. Where do they go? Where do I... I want to know. That's our next investigation. <laughs> Next comment comes from Kurt. This is child abuse. Some children are developing psychological issues due to being told the world is ending. We should not be putting this on them. Then there's the issue of knowing a lot of propaganda and a bit short on the science. But as Hitler noted, the people will let you get away with almost anything if you have them believe it's for the benefit of the children. Oh my goodness! Why do we gotta? Why do we gotta do this? Why do we gotta throw around the term child abuse? Yeah, just, just all the time. You know how much weight that word actually mm -hmm. has. Like people sometimes don't understand. They don't what the words they're saying mean. Exactly, and how truly awful it is. Do you remember when we recorded Oranga Tamadeki episode? Yeah, that was tough. That was the toughest episode we probably recorded. And that was because the whole thing was centered around the mistreatment of children. Yeah. To get back to this comment, Kurt is out of pocket. Did Hitler say this? Look, we're not going to, once again, out of context, but I'm not going to be the guy to put Hitler in context, okay? Yeah, that's not that's not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to have that clipped posted on social media. Ex yeah. Exactly. All in all, Kurt worries about the children in the most roundabout, weird, weird way. He is worried about the pressure we're putting on children by convincing them that the world is ending. And this is absolutely a thing. Mm. Climate anxiety. People who are so fearful that the planet is going to explode or, in probably more scientific terms, is going to warm to a point where it's going to be unsustainable for us to live. Absolutely, that is a massive stress on people, and in this case, children's lives. Mm. Next comment comes from John. Go back to school. Get a job. Be productive. Quit crying about everything. Hey, Kai, it's been a minute, eh? Since what? Since we went. 
Beyond the Comment. Yes, oh yes, my we are God. back with Get your favourite game show, Beyond the Comment. This is a social contract, bro. I, I don't sign we, up for these. You sign up for it. Where we take you beyond the comment. So today, Kai, in the face of the global climate crisis, mm -hmm. what should you do? Is it A, go back to school? Is it B, get a job? Or is it C, quit crying? Or D, hold the government to account for their role in the climate crisis? Okay. Um, I'm usually pretty good at these, so I can't go back to school because I'm 25. Um, I already have a job, it's this. Um, but maybe I, should get a, maybe I should get a new job. Maybe, you know what, Tabby? I'm gonna go with B, get a job. Unfortunately, it is actually oh, not D that many people oh. would expect. It's actually C. C. Kai, I've seen you cry and it is ugly, oh my so you need to quit crying. Oh my. But that's no luck. That's why I don't sign up for these, man. <laughs> we have heard this addressed related to things like mental health, heartbreak, physical health, and exhaustion. So, John, what can we cry about? Please tell us the parameters of things that you think are viable and fair for us to talk about. You see, for a lot of young people, they were out there marching, being productive, because they feel frustrated and angry and unheard by the powers that be. You know what, John? You know how much I hate walking? Why would I do that if I weren't angry about something? <laughs> Next comment comes from Jared. In the 80s, we were so underinformed as books and knowledge from communities around us was the only way to get informed. These days, with the internet, there is so much more connection and information. Interesting progression to see what happens. I love this. I love this. Let, let's take a moment with this one. Like, one reason why I appreciate it is because we don't actually know what side Jared's on. I've always talked about how I really enjoy when people just pose an idea in the comment section. They're not the arbiter of truth. Mm. We just don't know what side Jared's on. They're just stating their thoughts. Absolutely. You know what? Applause for Jared. Absolutely. Here. Applause. Just assessing things and saying that it's interesting to see how they progress. We see so many comments here and even in real life where people are forced to make a decision or have an opinion on something that they may not understand fully. I think we all need to be Jared sometimes. Just reflective and interested. Next comment comes from Aaron. How will throwing money at our climate through taxation help to prevent climate change? Okay, let's, let's break down what a climate emergency actually is. Because it's annoying to hear people just think that our exhaust fumes and car farts go up in the air and make the world hotter. Climate emergency is caused by an energy crisis. The world is treating everything like a takeaway cup, using it once and throwing it out. Like Tabby, when you go to Egmont and yep. you order a hot chocolate and, I do. A, and a takeaway cup, and you use the same cup to get the next one, it'll probably give away after like, what, three or four hot chocolates, right? Just want to say it's alleged that I ever use a takeaway cup. Um, I always bring a mug. Oh. And the benefits of bringing a mug is that I'm going to get 100x times more use of that mug. The hot chocolate is going to be the same and me, the person drinking it, is the same. But the way that I've transported it has changed to be reusable. Now, what if we did that with other forms of energy that we used? Now, if we did, we would surely need to spend money to find alternatives, right? In 1760, the Industrial Revolution was going through it, using steam power, water power as the main forces of power. 127 years later in Scotland, the first wind turbine the same one that we see in Brooklyn today, was used for the production of electricity by James Blythe. Do you think he just woke up and said, yo, that looked like it could make energy? 
Nah, it just is about helping us find better alternatives, Aaron. And we had to pump money into that to find those better alternatives. And we'll be right back after a quick break. Hey, it's Natalie. Um, I'm here in New York, and I just wanted to let you all know why I became a patron. I've been a patron for about two years now, and honestly, these guys truly just add so much to my daily life. Um, whether I'm learning about to work with Marty, or you know, I'm taking a little coffee break about stag dudes, they really tackle and I, I gotta use the word. They really unpack so many issues in New Zealand media and the comment section, and it's, it's just invaluable work. You know, I've stayed a patron because they keep moving on up and it's so beautiful to see. You know, we had Unpack, the coffee break, now we have Coalesce, you know, PhD Unpacked, and they just keep moving up and and doing new things and it's so cool. So you guys should all become a patron because they just keep adding to the podcast scene and it's such important work. So please listen and enjoy the episode in your car, on the treadmill, whatever part of the world you're in. And share with your friends and whanau. Much love. Next article is from News Hub, published July 2022. Headlines is, climate change happening faster than anticipated. New Zealand scientists warn. Tagline says, it has hit New Zealand as well, where events like this week's extreme winter weather will become more common in a warming world. First comments from C. We were told in the 70s, that Queen Street would be underwater by now. That hasn't happened, wonder why. As you know, throughout the season, we've been looking back in the archives for Let Us See Editor and other little tidbits. But we're inclined to believe C, because climate change warnings have been happening seriously since 1960. In 1965, Henry Kissinger had addressed the UN about using science to solve the problems that science has helped to create, which, first of all, is a bar. That, yeah, that's fire. That's, that's fire. fire. He, he, you know, do you think he wrote Shout that speech Henry. himself? Like that There's is no way that Henry wrote that speech. Yo. Shout out to the speech. Shout out to all the speechwriters out there who don't get their dues. Absolutely, bro. The speechwriters room is going crazy yeah. when they wrote that. Like, yo, he about to kill this. <laughs> he also addressed his worry that the poorest nations were now threatened with, with the possibility of climatic changes in the monsoon belt and perhaps throughout the world. And while C is probably correct that people were told that in the 1970s. Let's just remind everybody that our lifetime is so small in comparison to the entire length of history. Mm. Look, just because someone said something is happening soon doesn't mean that we'll live to see it. Next comments from Lindsay. It is disturbing to see so many laugh emojis on this post. There's nothing to laugh about over climate change. It is real. But with so many people taking a denialist, head-in-the-sand approach, I fear for what our future generations will be inheriting. They will curse us for failing to take proper action. Do you remember back in 2015 when Facebook made reactions to posts include love, laugh, sad, shocked and angry? So I remember all those pages that were campaigning, dislike, dislike, yeah. dislike. But Facebook were like, nah, we'll just give you a wide range. Yeah, and they gave us the worst possible range with a, <laughs> la- a laugh one. Like, oh my goodness. Lindsay's cry is also so real because they're seeing people not taking this seriously online, but also in person. And we have that same fear that future generations won't actually believe we did anything based on what we'll see in their present. Like, if they look at the internet, what, like 10 years before that, yeah, what are they going to see? We'll probably look at it on pack, right? Absolutely. We'll still be gone. We'll, we'll be here. We'll be here for you. Don't worry. Next comments from Dion. 
If banks stop lending money to buy beachfront properties, I will believe this garbage. Eh, like I get you, Dion, but you know who else knows a lot of information? Insurance companies mm. and research from the Deep South. That's the name of the organization, not just the Deep South. <laughs> I was going to say, yo, shout out Gore, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Has shown that insurance companies will start raising premiums for houses on the coastline very soon and may have actually already done so and may stop privately insuring houses on the coastline in general because of the risk of rising sea levels. So to Dion, I think you need to start believing this garbage. I'm sorry. Yeah. Also, don't treat the bank as God, Dion. Yeah. Dion was like, I'll believe it once the banks do something. The the banks know what's going to be around in a few years. Also, banks don't give out loans based on what'll be around in a decade's time. They probably funded the weirdest ideas just because they thought, cool, we can make some money off of this. We'll make some money off of this. There's no doubt about that. The bank is not caring about your climate emergency, my G. Not yet, at least. Next comments from Manu. Can't control us by a virus. Now they're switching back to climate change. Uh, okay, like, before we rip this comment out for its scaremongering, let's, let's move to understand it. Manu felt controlled by the COVID-19 response, which isn't hard to understand why. Our normal days were restricted by government policy in the name of keeping other people safe, which we understand. We do. 50% of the country were with us and saw this as understandable, but the other half saw this as rights being revoked for something that may or may not be proven to kill them. Uh, Whether or not you agree with that uh, is beside the point. This is the facts, and this is how people felt. Yeah, look, look, Manu is coming from that train of thought. You know, like, they're fearful of climate change as they were to a certain degree with the virus. Now, not because of the doom and gloom that is associated with those events, Mm -hmm. but how they're going to affect the government, the nation we live in, or the other people who are pulling the strings in society. Mm. Next article comes from Al Jazeera, and it's a video. Headline says, COP26, Minister Gives Speech Knee Deep in Ocean. Tagline says, Tuvalu's foreign minister addressed COP26 while knee-deep in the ocean to highlight how his island is sinking. Damn. If you had seen that video, you'll know how ominously heartbreaking it is. Yeah, it was a tough watch. For those who have not seen the video or are going to look it up right now and pause this podcast, we encourage you to, that Tuvalu's foreign minister is literally standing in the deep ocean, um, giving his address to the climate um, conference that is going on, I believe it was somewhere in Europe. Yeah. First comments from Said. Said says, parrots of corporate agenda. Oh, look, I... Oh, my goodness. I understand that at times there have been corporate agendas. People Mm. who have this belief think that, I don't know governments slash other people with ulterior motives are just looking to make a lot of money off of climate change, greenwashing, ETC. I understand that, but... Mm. Uh, it, I, I, I get it. And before we go any further, let's, let's define, let's give Syed something to go away with. Yeah. The corporate agenda is defined as how corporations and their human owners organize their money and capital to defend their core values that places maximizing profits over the welfare of people, society, and most importantly, the environment. Yeah, and maybe we're looking at it through two rose-tinted glasses to assume there isn't any ulterior motive here, but I just think with something that is going to impact 
every person and mm. unfortunately the most vulnerable communities first, I don't think climate change, global warming is stemming from a corporate agenda. I'd have to agree with you there. Next comments from Patricia. The island isn't sinking. The water level is rising. Oh, uh, some Yo. people just don't. Some people just don't need a comment. Patricia. Shout what? out. I want people, everybody to have access to the internet. Some people just shouldn't <laughs> type though. You try to get Patricia's internet rights to I don't revoked. know. I just uh... Patricia, both of those options suck. Yeah. What do you want from us? Both of those things mean climate refugees, displacement, and a country losing its land that could have been prevented. Yeah. I think that's the most important part. This exactly. could have been prevented. But this was something common in the comment section, right? Like, let's put this simply. Something that is sinking means water rises above it. Yeah. Some people are talking about the fact that sinking makes it sound more sad and accusing the media of, you know, using emotive language. Regardless of what you think, that fact still stands. The island is succumbing to rising sea levels. And what climate deniers will say is that this is a cycle and that everything should even out. Next comment comes from top fan, David. Ooh, you're hard, showing off. Yeah, but what is the world supposed to do? Give them money? Many of these islands are sinking naturally anyway. Okay, all right, look. Before, before we, before you, you know what? People don't deserve these top fan badges. <laughs> I'm going to say it right now. Some of these top, y'all need to give some of these fan badges away. Yeah. Giving you the benefit of the doubt, this is where our problem solving is now, right? Like, we yeah. assume David has spent a decade, a few decades maybe in this world. We just chuck money at something and hope someone lower than us fixes it. Yeah. The idea that these islands are sinking naturally is a part of the problem, David. The climate crisis would believe that the only change from the thousands of years this island has been around in the last hundred that it's began to sink is us. Mm. We are the change, meaning we are the cause. Yeah. Last comment comes from Assad. If people compete each other not by weapons, but by protecting nature, then world would have been a better place to live in. This is tough. This is tough. And Assad is correct. If we prioritized a competition around protecting nature instead of anything related to weapons, this place would absolutely be a better place to live in. And this goes to what we mentioned before about climate anxiety. This is, Assad is currently going through that, right? Absolutely. You can read it in Assad's comment that they're already talking in past tense, which kind of gives us the idea that Assad has already given up. Mm, and that there's nothing we can do. Assad, like many of us, are unsure of what's to come. But understanding that the current energy crisis and the way we are using nature around us isn't sustainable. Fucking floor, just somebody.